This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. Not too long ago, two friends of mine were talking to a Cuban refugee, a businessman who had escaped from Castro. And in the midst of his story, one of my friends turned to the other and said, we don't know how lucky we are. And the Cuban stopped and said, how lucky you are. I had some place to escape to. And in that sentence, he told us the entire story. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. And this idea that government is beholden to the people, that it has no other source of power except the sovereign people, is still the newest and the most unique idea in all the long history of man's relation to man. This is the issue of this election. Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. You and I are told increasingly we have to choose between a left or right. Well, I'd like to suggest there is no such thing as a left or right. There's only an up or down. Man's own old age dream, the ultimate in individual freedom consistent with law and order, or down to the ant heap of totalitarianism. And regardless of their sincerity, their humanitarian motives, those who would trade our freedom for security have embarked on this downward course. The voice of Ronald Reagan reminding us what is at stake. Now, isn't it funny, well, not ironic, that all these years later, that message from Ronald Reagan still holds relevance as we go out and cast our votes today. This is an election about the soul of America. It is an election about freedom, about liberty. Those are words that you do not hear Democrats talk about much, except when they wish to disparage them in some ways, when they tell you that you don't have the freedom to choose whether to take a medicine that they prescribe and put it in your body, whether they tell you that you don't have the right, the right to send your child to a school that you want your child to go to. These are the people that will tell you that you don't have the right to have a belief that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. If you do, you're a bigot. That you don't have a right to decide that you should follow your religious principles. If you do, they'll haul you off to court and sue you because, again, your religion is bigoted. These are people that have forgotten what the American dream is all about. They've forgotten what the freedom is, the individual they think is worthless. We, on the other hand, believe in rugged individualism. 
the idea that you can make of your life what you want to make of your life and you are in the perfect nation to do so because you are in a nation that reveres freedom and liberty. That is not what our opponents on the other side of the aisle believe in. Right now, today, they will tell you that they have the right to groom your two, three, four, five-year-old in their government schools so that you must accept what they believe, the sexual perversions that they believe. And I am not talking about differences, by the way, in choice of lifestyle when I say that. I'm talking about whether your kid should be out drag queening or doing things like that against your will. They will tell you you don't even have the right to know if they change your child's name at school to some preferred gender. You've been watching all of this. You've been watching all this for years now. It's your turn today to let these people know whether you agree with them or whether or not you still want your freedom and your liberty. That's what this election is all about, my friends. We've watched these people tell us that your girls do not deserve to have privacy in their own locker rooms, that they should be in there with transitioning men who still have a penis. Whether your girls find that uncomfortable or not, we're told by these Democrats and their corporate friends that you're going to accept their view of the world in media, whether you like it or not. That, of course, there's nothing wrong with training your child at age two, three, four to accept things that maybe you don't agree with. Because they agree with it, and they're going to impose their will on you. We are told that our borders need not be secure, that we can have a record number of immigrants, whether they be 4 million or 5 million pass through these borders unchecked. But yet, you can't pass through the doors of New York City if you are a worker of New York City without getting their vaccination. And I say that not as a member of an unvaxxed mob. I say that as a person who was vaccinated. They will tell you that we have no right if you're a doctor and you've studied all your life to practice medicine or you're a nurse and you've studied all your life, all your working life to help others. You have no right to your opinion because they will strip you of your license. They will strip you of your ability to make a living if you don't agree with their ill-informed view of science, which has been proven wrong and proven political. Today is the day that you can stand up against the tyranny of the left. You can stand up against the tyranny of the left's minority. The Democrats tell you that if you are in favor of state-sanctioned racial discrimination, you are with them, and that's good. If you believe, like Dr. King espoused, that instead our society should be based on the content of one's character, not on the color of their skin, they have turned that around to make you a bigot. 
Today is the day to stand up to all of these snakes in Washington. All of these snakes who ran their crooked operations, who misused their power to force, to try to impeach the president, that the last president that you elected, to impeach him falsely on needless charges twice, to use the FBI and the intelligence communities as a weapon against you and the people that you voted for. Today is the day to stand up to these people that tell you you have no right to question how elections work, even though we have seen a history in this country of how Democrats won elections starting in the 1960s in Cook County, Illinois, and going back before that right here in New York with New York's Tammany Hall, the remnants of which still exist. Today is the day to stand up to these petty tyrants, these people who want to censor you, who want to use social media to shut you down and shut you up and make sure that only their voice is part of the town and the public square in America. Today is the day to stand up against these political hoodlums. And we're seeing some of the standing up going on in Florida, where the DOJ tried to send some of their jackbooted partisans. And Governor DeSantis said, oh, hell no. You are not coming in these polling places. It's against state law. Wait outside if you must. But you will not enter here. Today's the day, my friends to stand for the liberty and the freedom that is your birthright as an American citizen. Today is your day. And I'm glad to be here with you. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. On both Snurdly's Rush Hour, your call is going to be a big part of this program. Today we're supposed to have Mark Stein with us normally. He's in London. They called him over to London. I guess they're curious as to what's going to go on here. So Mark Stein will be with us next week. But your call's... Part of the program today, and remember, tomorrow, Princess Di is going to make a special visit as we go over the election results of today. I can tell you the red wave has already started in Guam. They haven't elected a Republican out there in 32 years. Got the first report in, a Republican has been elected in Guam. The first hint of a red wave. James Golden, Snurley, back with you right after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Jimmy Hendrix, 
And my friends, that is what today is all about. John Fund is coming up. John Fund, National Reviews, National Affairs reporter, who has written numerous books on elections. There, If there is an election specialist in America, it is John Fund. So we'll be looking forward to hearing from him. Now, there's an, uh, uh, a few stories today on, of all places, PMS NBC that I found <laughs> extremely hilarious. The bleak reality of a GOP, of GOP midterms win is hard to process. That's what the word is from Hayes Brown over at uh, PMSNBC. He says it's election day 2022, and I am not okay. I haven't been okay for weeks. The same can likely be said of anyone who both, A, thinks that Republicans reclaiming a majority in Congress is a bad thing overall, and B, is misfortunate enough to have a media diet filled with Democrats gripped with terror punditry before the midterms. Goes on to say in the last week he learned what the word hopium means against his will, and that would be the desperate search among Democrats for good omens against the red wave. Pollsters freely admit they have no idea what the heck is going to happen. Oh, that's not true. They're telling us what they expect to happen, and that's what's got you guys on the left upset. He goes on to say that that many of us, them, have, have fully grasped whether the GOP-led 118 Congress would be like nothing the country has ever experienced before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wah, wah, wah. But then when he goes into specifics, the specifics are what made me really crack up. That is the promise that this guy thinks of an empty, vindictive, and otherwise cruel hearings and investigations that would make the fast and furious scandal the IRS targeting to do and the Benghazi committee all look like child's play. Well, that's what we hope happens because Benghazi didn't do anything. I know there are a lot of fans of Trey Gowdy in this audience, and I like Trey Gowdy as far as likes go, but what did the Benghazi hearings get us? Nothing. All talk, no action. What did the Fast and Furious scandal amount to? Nothing. All talk, no action. And so those of us that are actually looking forward to some real oversight in this country pray that there will finally be oversight. Pray that Dr. Fauci will be finally forced to answer some serious questions about the biggest scandal in human history, this COVID business that forced American businesses to shut down, that wreaked havoc on the American economy, that distorted and bastardized everything we know about proper scientific overview of anything. Yeah, it's about time we had some real oversight hearings in this country. Oversight into Joe Biden's Department of Justice. Oversight into the corrupted FBI that tried to help remove a president. Oversight into how it was that the FISA court was lied to and we had Donald Trump, the target. Real oversight would be a welcome thing. This guy doesn't think so. 
He says the most intense, <clears throat> the most intensely and bitter, bitterly partisan of these investigations would likely be under the auspices of the House Judiciary Committee with the newly installed chair, Jim Jordan of Ohio. Now, Jim Jordan was on a show a few weeks ago, and what did he promise us? He promised us that there would be some real oversight, and we are looking forward to Jim Jordan. They are not vindictive and cruel hearings. How about real hearings? That's what they're afraid of, real oversight. And looming over everything, they say, will be Donald Trump. It feels masochistic to look ahead to the next election before votes are even counted in the one before us, but there's no choice in this case, not when every bit of outrage, every unchecked claim about voter fraud, every attempt to sabotage the U.S. economy will be done with his return to the White House in mind. Look, it's not faith to come plead that Donald Trump will win in 2024 or be the nominee. Many of us want him to be precisely because Donald Trump was so effective and precisely because the corrupt agencies at work in the Obama administration and after the Obama administration and some of these GOP rhinos and wannabes stuck their political knives in Donald Trump's back during his entire presidency. It would be lovely to see him return. And you all know me. I don't, I don't mince meat about it. I, I support President Trump. Period. End of story. But today... Democrats live in fear, and they should live in fear for everything that they've done to this country, for everything that they have done to ruin the economy and prosperity of America and to take away our basic freedoms, including the freedom of speech, the freedom of thought, the freedom of idea, and the freedom of choice. Democrats usually talk about choice. Notice they don't talk about it now. Now that choice is a reality, now that the states have the choice, the constitutionally mandated choice that they had before to determine what happens with their own laws concerning abortion. That scares Democrats to death. That was usurped. Your rights were usurped by a Supreme Court ruling that has now been overturned. So, yes, they're scared. They're scared that their hold their, in some cases, 50-year hold on Americans has been disrupted. There are also concerns. There's another long, lengthy timeline sort of column at PMSNBC today under the live updates headline. Philly trending for a higher voter turnout tonight than 2018. Georgia Very good, people feel, about the turnout there. Yeah, we do, too. So let's see what prevails in Georgia. There's a curious little section here right near there. Hey, there are a record number of black GOP candidates. Will they win black voters? Yeah, that's your worst nightmare, isn't it? And in Georgia, one of the things they claim and they tout is that so far over 2.5 million people have cast their voted early. 
And they're worried about how black men are voting. They are worried about how Stacey Abrams is going to do with black men. They say Warnock is going to need strong black voter turnout to be successful. Yeah, well, not if that black voter turnout is split. Twenty-six black candidates running on Republican tickets. They predict, well, no matter what happens, some of them are going to get elected. Yeah, and this is just the beginning of that wave. They're worried about Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Nevada, and they should be worried. Arizona, Kerry Lake. In Arizona today, the tabulation machines, guess what? In Maricopa County, are not functioning, 20% of them. Oh, what a shock. They tell us every year, oh, you stupid people, you stupid people worrying about our machines. Nothing wrong with the machines. There's something wrong with the machines. Let's go to cut two really quickly. The chairman out there of their election named Bill Gates, not that Bill Gates, and the recorder, Stephen Richter, have an update on what's going on in Maricopa County. Hello, Maricopa County. I'm Bill Gates, the chairman of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. And I'm Stephen Richter, the Maricopa County recorder. And we're here to give you an update on how things are going so far with the election. We've already had almost 44,000 people show up this morning, check in, and be available to vote. And things are going great out there. But there's one thing that we wanted to address to make people aware of today. And that has to do with our tabulators. We've got about 20% of the locations out there where there's an issue with the tabulator, where some oh, of the ballots that what? after people have voted them, oh, some they of try the and ballot. run them through the tabulator, and they're not uh-huh, going uh-huh. through. But the they're good thing not is, going is through. we do, first of all, we're trying to fix this problem as quickly as Oh, yeah, we're going to fix this. And oh, we also oh, yeah, have baby. redundancy in place. If you can't put the ballot in the tabulator, then you can simply place it here in where you the, see the number three. Just, 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 this is a secure don't worry. box where those it's ballots a secure will be box. kept for later this evening where we'll bring and later this evening, we'll go through these ballots the by hand. Don't so worry about it. Much like early voting functions in that we would Nothing need to see here. back. Once we've signature verified it, we would send it to our central tabulators. Ballots that are in here will already be, in effect, signature verified, so we won't need to confirm identity, but we will central tabulate them. This is actually what the majority of Arizona counties do on Election Day all the time. And just one thing Thank to Thank you. That's mind. enough. That's enough. Yeah, nothing to see here. On our perfect election, everything is not. Don't worry if it doesn't work. Why, we've got redundancies in place. We're Maricopa County. You can trust us. We'll be right back. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, WABC Talk Radio 77. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, the soul of excellence, right here on WABC Talk Radio 77, Carlos Santana. From the Supernatural album, brings us back. It's a new era, my friends. And that new era could be opening up right now before our eyes as the red wave begins in Guam with the first Republican elected in over, well, in 32 years. John Fund, National Review joins us. John Fund, my friend, how are you? Wonderful. It is excellent and glad to have you on, especially on Election Day, John. If there is an expert in American elections, American elections, you are that man. Our broken elections. Your latest book, Obama's Enforcer, Who's Counting? Stealing Elections, How the Obama Administration Threatens to Undermine Our Elections, Cleaning House, all of these titles and more. I remember reading, John, one of the books you wrote after uh, the election fiasco in Washington State that happened and where there were actually more votes cast in um, King County, Seattle, than there were voters, and yet the courts allowed it to stand. What shape is, this is the greatest representative republic in the world. How would you describe our election process, John? In many states, it's better than ever. In many states since 2020, they've made improvements. I give you Arizona, Georgia, other states that have improved election integrity and also made it easier to vote at the same time. In some states, like uh, California and New Jersey and Nevada, things have gone backwards. You can't tell where the incompetence of the bureaucrats ends and where the potential for fraud begins. Uh, in some states like Pennsylvania, which have had divided government, a Republican legislature, a Democratic governor, uh, there's been pitched battles but no real reform. That's why Mark Elias, who's sort of a Democratic death star of lawyers, has been hired by John Fetterman today to challenge Pennsylvania election laws that say that if the absentee ballot comes in and it's not dated, you can't count it. And what Fetterman is saying is, no, if a ballot comes in, you should count it anyway, no matter what the law says. Hmm. This is this was an issue in the last presidential election cycle as well. And actually, oh, as you I have recall, a good memory. Yeah, and and if I and, and correct me if I'm wrong, the 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 court system in Pennsylvania decided to rewrite election law due to COVID. It was an emergency, so never mind what the legislature passed. We'll just write it ourselves. And, and, and how in the world 
did that pass muster and not make it to the Supreme Court successfully? Well, it's even worse than that. You had the rules changed by emergency decrees of the health director of Pennsylvania, who's now been appointed to the Biden administration and by the governor. And by the time the appeals from that in the courts went to the Supreme Court, which was a very partisan Democratic-dominated court, uh, the election was the next week. So by the time the Supreme Court got to hear the whole case, it frankly was moot. Now, I think the Supreme Court should have heard the case on an expedited basis, but they didn't. The bottom line is the Pennsylvania Supreme Court waited till the last possible moment in hopes that other courts wouldn't be able to stop them in time. And this is an elected court. This is a, a court filled with This is with an elected court, partisans. yes. Yeah. And, you know, look, I believe judges should be elected, but partisan judges are probably an artifact of our past, and we probably should get away from that. What do you hold for, I, I continue to say on this program, I, I know Donald Trump is calling for paper ballots, and I hear other people saying that, and I'm like, why are we going back in time with this business? You can, do, you can commit more fraud with paper ballots than you can with machines. I've seen Thank it, you. I've actually seen it with my own eyes. Tell us about it. The way I got into this whole issue was I was in college and I was doing a term paper on um, how election recounts were done. And there happened to be one in my area. So I went and I was the only person who wasn't a partisan on either side who stayed and watched the entire recount three days worth. And I saw with my own eyes voter fraud. And people always asked me, well, why didn't you report it to the authorities? And I said, well, it was the authorities who were doing the voter fraud. What they were doing is they had those old those old ballots where you used pencils to circle it in like an SAT test. Mm-hmm. And the guys would have little pieces of pencil lead underneath their fingernail. And when they picked up the ballot to count it, they would make a mark on it at, at the space where the candidate, where the voter hadn't voted, uh, it was. In other words, they, they spoiled the ballot by having marks next to two names rather than just one. You can't count a vote like that. So they were they were subtracting votes from the candidate they didn't want rather than adding the votes for the candidate that they did want. Wow. I contend, John, that we have the technology now, and we're not even exploring how blockchain technology can be used in elections. But even aside from that, we have biometrics that are available. We have the ability to actually, uh, without question, trace every vote back to a voter to make sure that every vote is a legitimate vote and every vote in, in that instance can be counted. And we have the ability with technology to keep accurate databases. Why aren't we doing any of those things? Well, we want to be careful using anything like the Internet or blockchain for now because we've seen that that potential has potential security problems. The military tried to use it a few years ago in an experiment, and they finally dropped it. What we need are secure voting machines that actually are well-built, well-maintained. And, you know, remember, your ATM, your ATM is sophisticated enough and trustworthy enough. I bet that sometimes when you get money out of the ATM, you don't count every single bill. Am I right? True. Okay. Well, we need voting machines that are at least as good as the ATMs that you use at your bank, and that way people wouldn't have as many questions. Right now, a lot of the governments, frankly, use lowest bid, lowest competitive bid for voting machines. We probably should spend more money on them. Wow. So now to the big question, should Americans have confidence 
that their vote is going to count. And I'm not I'm not interested in party when I ask you that. I'm interested in Americans. Should Americans have confidence that the fraud issue is not going to determine the results of our elections? James, um, the answer is depends where you live. In many states, over half the states, I think they should have confidence. Uh, in places like New York City, let's face it, the New York City Board of Elections is a cesspool of hacks and patronage employees. They couldn't run the last mayor's race properly. You remember that one. And uh, that was an important race. Eric Adams only won by 3,000 votes under this crazy ranked choice voting system. The New York State Board of Elections is so bad, you you could walk through its deepest thoughts and not get your ankles wet. Wow. And very quickly before you leave, how about this ballot harvesting scheme? Well, look, the one thing that we did 100 years ago to clean up our elections was to have a secret ballot. Ballot harvesting is not a secret ballot. You have partisans of one party or another going door to door, collecting votes. They can be pressured. People voters can be pressured by spouses, employers, unions, party workers. Uh, they might. And it's the last thing you want is somebody to collect your ballot. And by the way, if they think that you voted the wrong way, they just simply won't deliver your ballot. They'll lose it along the way. John Fund, the nation's expert in voting and elections. We're going to have you back, John. Thanks. And the book is called Our Broken Elections, How the Left Changed the Way You Vote. From uh, You can get it on Amazon from Encounter Books. And I really appreciate it, James. Thank you, John. So appreciate it. And again, we will have you back because this is an important this issue goes to the very core of our of of our integrity as a nation. There is no more greater for the future of America. We have to make sure that we do this right. Our founding fathers had talked about an election day. They did not talk about election month, which is about what we're going to go through. It may take a week to decide who wins the New York governor's race. Thanks much, John. James Golden, A.K. Sterling, coming back. Your call's next. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdley. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. WABC Talk Radio 77 on this. Election Day 2022. Let's head to the telephones. Mike in Middletown, New York, you're up first. Welcome to Boston hey, Rush Thank Hour. You. Hey, James. Thank you for taking, taking my call on playing Reagan's Time for Choosing speech. I just have one thing to say. And that is that I went to my ballot, I went to vote today, had my ballot. I think there was something wrong with it because I looked everywhere, and there was no democracy on the ballot. There were lots of candidates who I voted (laughs) against, but no democracy. (laughs) You have the best line of the day. I love it because democracy is not in trouble. What What is in trouble are Republican seats. And that's why they have tried this this line to try to scare Americans to death. That this is about the, I mean, you have James Clyburn out saying that if Republicans are elected, here we are. It's, 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 it's Hitler's Germany all over again. What utter nonsense. Exactly. It's an election. Live with it. Thank you. Bobby in the Upper East West Side. Bobby, how are you? 
Thanks for calling. What's on your mind, Bobby? Bobby's gone. Let's go to Bridget in Point Pleasant. Hello, Bridget. Welcome to WABC Talk Radio 77. Hi, James. It's good to talk to you. I think the last time I spoke with you was about two months ago. Um, I'm just calling because my mom taught me when I was really young. Um, she read to me what George Washington said, and I just want to remind people that George Washington said, keep politics out of government. And unfortunately, he knew that was going to be the downfall of America when that happens, because governing is not political. Governing a body is not bringing in politics, because politics just means corruption. And that's why he said, keep it out. And unfortunately, we all know what happened. And that's what we're dealing with now. We now, as I was listening to what John Sun said, have an election that has turned into an election of impetuity. Basically, they can just decide when they want to say that the results are in. So we could sit here for weeks. So why do we call it election day? And it's just, it's tiring because I ask myself, what's wrong with the Republicans and why won't they just do something for once in their life and say enough is enough? This is nonsense. You've got people that the vote is everything. This is why we're here in America, to be able to vote out people that we know are completely destroying the country from within. And that's what they're doing. They're, this, is not, this is not policy. This is destruction of America. And as an African-American, a young African-American woman, I'm tired of seeing my people being used by the other side constantly. And they have been blindsided. They're being slaughtered. I was hearing what Mr. Giuliani said the other day. He said, I don't understand why you have so many politicians. He said, African-American politicians that are going around and have no problem with all of their people being slaughtered in the streets of Chicago. Well, it's not just in Chicago. It's everywhere. And then you have all different races of people being killed every day. Why? Because of politics. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Bridget, I L O V E U. Love you, Bridget. Call us back anytime. We love hearing from you, Bridget. Thank you. Alex in Mountain View, California, you're up next. Hi, thank you for taking my call. I wanted to suggest a way for your listening audience to help Herschel Walker win the, uh, the competition in Georgia. So they just need to dial into one radio talk show uh, in Georgia, pick one. And let the audience know that Raphael Warnock is the is a senator who sponsored an unusual amendment to the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021. That amendment pays off the U.S. Department of Agriculture loans of a farmer only if the farmer can prove he has non-European ancestry. And a federal judge temporarily suspended that that amendment because of its discriminatory nature. So just let people know in Georgia that this is what Mr. Warnock did. Because most people in Georgia, Georgia has either forgotten it or don't know that this is what uh, was done by the uh, uh, Senator uh, Warnock. Thank you, Alex. I appreciate that and very much. Let me tell you something. Georgia owes a state of – there is an apology owed to the people of Georgia. All this talk about it was such a racist state for implementing the voting rules that are in effect now. We have record-breaking voting, no suppression in voter. In, in votes, and that should be enough to sweep every Democrat out of Georgia and put a notice 
for some of these companies like Wokawola and some of the other companies out there that decided to call their own people racist for actually amending the law to make it easier for people to vote. They swallowed the Democrat lie. Joe Biden was the gang leader in all of that, calling it Jim Crow. There's nothing Jim Crow. Gino in the Bronx. Got to make it quick, my friend. Time's running out. Even if the rhino establishment takes back both houses of Congress, it'll be a pyrrhic victory because Mitch McConnell is still going to be the side. He's going to ruin the side. He's a backstabbing slime ball. I don't see how the hell he gets to be in a position as the majority leader when he's a backstabbing Trump hater. So I don't care if the rhinos take back. I want to see Trump and DeSantis in 2024. If I don't get it, I'll run myself, and you can vote for me. Gino, G-I-N-O, from the Bronx, B-R-O, triple X, because I'm triple X rated to both political parties. I hate them both. Thank you, Gino. Saul in the Bronx, how are you? Uh, I am surprised that you took my phone call because you must be in a dreamland. It is a hoax. It's a fake news. It's Obama's fault. That's what I heard for four years. And guess what? We're going to win tonight. Republican, they have zero chance tonight. Zero chance. So I don't want to be depressed tomorrow. I don't want to be depressed tomorrow. I don't want you to be depressed because it's not hoax. It's not fake news. And it's not Obama's fault. So All can right. I ask you to do me one favor, please? So would you please call back tomorrow? Would I you will. promise? I will. I will. If you're a let me to be number one on your list. Okay. I will. Please, when Saul calls, put him up first I... tomorrow. Please. Your last when you... caller said the politics should not be involved, and she talked yes. about the politics. Yes. This is okay, your so... They're living in a different Thank universe. You. First Gino, now Saul. Thank you, Saul. We look forward to hearing from you tomorrow when we can all laugh together my friend. We got to go, folks. Time's up. We'll see you tomorrow. May God bless and protect each and every one of you. I'll be back tonight, 1045. Election coverage here on WABC. Keep it here. May God bless and protect each one of you and your families. Go vote. See you later. Bye. This is The Rush Hour with those Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.